Hey everybody, it's Christina, and welcome back to the Pillars Through Seasons podcast. Here at Pillars, we believe in cultivating community for all women of all different life stages. We have a very special two-part episode for you today. I got to sit down with some of the ladies on the board for the Honor Summit, and for those who might not know, the Honor Summit is a non-denominational organization that's driven by a need to refresh and empower the anointed Christian woman through conferences and events. And this past fall, the Honor Summit hosted their first ever conference with over 150 attendees. In part one of this episode, Annie Park, Director of Operations, and Serena Han, Director of Personnel, shared on all the things including how they joined the board to where they see the Honor Summit going. So keep on listening for the behind-the-scenes action and what goes into creating a conference like the Honor Summit. So welcome to the Pillars Through Seasons podcast, Serena and Annie. Um, I'm so grateful that you guys would make time to be here with me. And even though you guys are some of my closest friends, We're here interviewing you because you guys are on the board of the Honor Summit. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? What do you do um, outside of the Honor Summit? And then also, what do you do in the Honor Summit? Thank you for having us. Uh, This is Serena. I am the director of hospitality for the Honor Summit. that basically entails making sure everyone feels welcome, um, everything hospitality related um, is on point for our events, um, large and small. So, and also want to focus on making connections with every woman that attends. Vocationally, I work in marketing in the city um, at an ad agency. I am a manager that oversees a digital media investment. So. That is the fancy way of describing what I do. It's a lot of uh, budget management, working with vendors, um, planning and execution. But I really love it. It's taught me a lot to be organized, um, learn ad tech, which I'm really excited about. But that's a different topic for another day. Um, And yeah, just working in the city does give me a lot of life. It's very fast paced, um, makes me step up my game every single day. Um, so yeah, that is what I do vocationally in ministry. I am in a similar role at the River, um, director of volunteer. So I personally man the welcoming department and oversee our food and fellowship and setup efforts. Um, working with the team is so nice, and I really want to just bring the sense of honor and to the sanctuary. Welcome anyone that comes to House of God. I really feel just personally um, invested in that and I want to make sure everyone feels as welcome. I see it as, you know, this is our house and if you have a guest coming over, you want them to feel safe, wanted, and welcome and loved. So that is my welcoming philosophy. And Annie? Hi guys, I'm Annie. Um, I am the Director of Operations for the Honor Summit. Um, That means that I am in charge of making sure operationally all of the events that we put on just go exactly as planned, um, on time, within budget, and more excellent than we have planned for it to be even. Um, My role at the River, which is the church I attend, is very similar. It's an operational role. So day to day, um, making sure the experience for Sunday services 
is um, excellent and that our um, services run from beginning to end seamlessly um, and then special events like the retreats, banquets, um, operationally running those as well. My job is in video production, so it's actually a little bit more creative of a role than I have at, at in ministry. Um, I work at SoulCycle, which is a workout company, and I work as their video producer, doing um, pretty much everything that you might see in a paid advertisement that you get fed on social or organic social on Instagram and Facebook. Um, a lot of people riding bikes indoors, um, a lot of uh, athletic retail. So it's a lot of fun. I get to work with riders and instructors and uh, make creative videos that sell ultimately sell our brand. So you guys do like very different things in ministry, you know, compared to what you actually do as your job, right? Mm -hmm. So like, how did you even end up on the board for the Honor Summit? Um, well, I think Peary recruited both of us. I think it's important to know that your vocation is not your calling and your calling is not necessarily your vocation. Um, I mean, our jobs, Andy and I, we both love what we do. Um, but in ministry, we also love what we do there. So it's not always one and the same. Yeah, and Peary, for those who don't know, is also Pastor Faith, <laughs> the director of the Honor Summit. Um, so did she just like approach you guys like randomly or you know was it something that you heard about and you knew you know she was planning this conference and then you just wanted to be in it i think around this time last year probably around march 2018 pastor faith texted me and was like let's meet up for coffee i have something in mind and sometimes those texts scare me because <laughs> i think oh no did i not do something that i had to do for church um, but we sat down at starbucks and she was like, I have a vision. It's going to touch every woman in the world. <laughs> it wasn't even in New Jersey. It was the world. But let's start somewhere. Let's start in New Jersey. Um, so she had a, a vision in mind that she wanted to raise powerful women who knew how to honor each other and honor men within the ministry context. She felt that there was a lack of female leaders in ministry, which I totally agree with, especially in this tri-state area. And she felt like someone needed to start, you know, someone or something needed to start a movement to empower these women to step up, but also um, keep the honor that God has wanted them to, to have in ministry. So she had this vision but Pastor Faith, if you guys know her, is a dreamer, <laughs> and she dreams very big and, you know, says yes to all of God's callings, but definitely was looking for someone logistical to partner with her to put things actually into production, which is why I believe she asked Serena and myself to join. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, like, during that time, I guess since this was like this time last year you guys were asked and then the honor summit was held in november last year and i think like over 130 people mm -hmm. i don't think like including staff you mm -hmm. know attended which is crazy for like a first time one full day event mm -hmm. and you guys had 
four speakers, including Pastor Faith, setting up for all of that and then doing what you do in ministry on Sundays and then, you know, preparing for that during the week and also working, you know, in the city and doing what you're doing. Like, how did you balance all that? (laughs) I guess that's a good question, right? (laughs) Balance is a very important word. Yeah, for anybody. But, um, I mean, given, like, your life stages, it's like, you guys are not married and like we're all in our early 20s and I think at that point though it's like such a young group of women who are directed by Pastor Faith um, like as much as there was a team I mean it must have been a crazy time like preparing for it all throughout summer and then into fall so like mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about like what you believe is balance Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did you feel that you had balance? Like, how did that work out for you? Um, for me personally, I think balance is hard to achieve just across the board with women and also men. Um, I found it hard to have a balanced life in this season planning for it. And I'm sure everyone on board would agree that it was hard to find you know that semblance of balance because you know not only do we have honor summits that we have regular ministry and our jobs and you know just personal life on the side so just four of those things all together it was tough for me um just kind of have peace um relax because there was a lot of work to be done um so yeah i don't know if i achieved that and also it was our first time doing it we didn't know what to expect we didn't know there were going to be 130 people um and just to add to that there were over five states coming over i think like seven churches from you know the tri-state and even down in maryland i want to say yeah so we had some non-jersey folks up here so we didn't know what to expect and it was just you know a lot of hustle a lot of grinding um but yeah like what went into that specifically do you remember like preparing for it i I know that the months leading up to actually so the summer months were the most calm where we would meet um i think the this five or six of us once every three weeks to a month and it would be a very productive efficient meeting where we would be like this is everything that we have to do luckily it's not due today all right see you next time (laughs) we would set deadlines and It felt very far off and it felt very achievable, but as we got closer to those deadlines for designing merchandise, then ordering the merchandise, then designing the booklet, then ordering that, then making sure the catering for lunch was taken care of, which Serena and team handled very well last minute, I think there was a lot that um, came like a train at our faces (laughs) and we learned so much and we learned where there were gaps for sure, because our team was pretty small, and I think all of us had the mindset, like, we can do it on our own, there's no, like, there's no issue with this, Mm -hmm. um, and I think our biggest learning was that we had to to learn how to delegate properly Mm -hmm. to people who were also very, um, interested and wanting to help out, um, so we said, I mean, we, we did all the right steps, we set deadlines, we set goals, we went above and beyond, but I do think toward the end, probably, like, October into the first week mm-hmm. of November was definitely pretty chaotic, especially for people who had day jobs, but had to even take 
you know, hours and days off because some of the shopping for things had to happen during business hours. Some of the communications with vendors had to happen during business hours. And it's hard when you work a nine to six and when you get, by the time you get home, everything is closed. So there was a little bit of that. Um, but ultimately I feel like our group of women who put this on along with Pastor Faith, we kind of all have this go-getter mindset and we're very quick. I remember joking after all of our meetings, we were like, wow, that was the most efficient meeting ever. And it was, we just got so many things done. Um, so yeah, I mean, this year we're super excited to build the team even further so that we can work even more efficiently. Yeah, for like people who don't know, um, it was Annie, Serena under Pastor Faith, um, but also Sharon Park, head of design and branding, and Yuna Park, who was in charge of media and marketing. I also just want to recognize our sister Jackie Chang, who um, created the set design. She wasn't on our staff, but she worked with some volunteers and she made a beautiful you know, stage. She had such a vision lighting. for what the Honor Summit could look like. And while we were very excited to be hosting it at Bethany Church, where the river hosts every Sunday, um, our sanctuary by no means is like built for a women's conference. <laughs> so uh, once Jackie heard that we were hosting it there, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to build a set <laughs> and literally like it recruited <laughs> carpenters within our own church and yeah, built a beautiful set. Everyone that was there probably can agree that it was gorgeous and not something that we could we thought could be achieved within our sanctuary it was so epic and you know huge props to jackie and her family for doing that oh yeah yeah i mean like she's never done anything like this she had nothing to go off of so just comes to show like also like how creative you you guys are as a team Mm -hmm. how many volunteers do you guys have do you remember i think we netted out at 17 or so um and i the day of the day of we had an open call for volunteers and the response was pretty enthusiastic just from our river community um you know they knew that we were so pumped about this and they agreed with our vision and you know they just want to help out in any way that they can so shout out to all of the volunteers who work so tirelessly (laughs) from morning to night thank you yeah what time were you guys like working till we got there pretty early right after early morning prayer had cleared out so we were there around seven wow and it started doors opened at nine ish i mean we couldn't stop people from coming in (laughs) so we had to be prepared within two hours in the morning and kind of redo the whole sanctuary because early morning prayer was there and we couldn't set up the night before that's so crazy preparing for it you know because you guys come september october you're like oh my gosh it's coming you know the deadlines are actually gonna hit you Mm -hmm. because you've been planning since like spring early spring Mm -hmm. you know like what was it like getting the booklets um getting all the merchandise together you know technically it was like a team of five people Mm -hmm. and some volunteers who were helping out here and there up until the actual event Mm -hmm. like do you even remember it like was it a blur I feel like the last week was pretty different for all of us, depending on our role. I think, and Serena can speak for herself, um, but I think Sharon, for example, was recruited. um, She was already doing the whole branding and design of our um, event, but she also had to be a small group leader. And the groups were not small. They were like 30-something people. And she wasn't asked at first. She filled a need once we figured out how many people were actually coming. So I know that she was very like prayerfully entering the week of the honor summit. Um, Yuna was preparing her her soul and her body to be standing, running around all day. 
um, knowing that she would have basically like a 12-hour photography shift um, doing media for us. And for myself, it was very it was very operational that last week. It was a lot of um, ordering the booklets from this place in Fort Lee, picking them up, realizing there was a typo, ordering it again, <laughs> picking it up like the morning of the event, um, making sure that the everything that was going on top of the tabletops, what are those called, like centerpieces, were picked up from home goods and. Actually, I learned how to drive that week because I had to. <laughs> I didn't drive before. Um, my mom was in Korea. That's so crazy. Boyfriend was away. And I had to pick things up to decorate the space. So logistically, it was a nightmare. But I learned how to drive so that I could drive five minutes to Home Goods, pick things up, go to church. And actually, I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or maybe two out of the three nights, I was at church either testing the... Um, the PowerPoints and the, the presentations and whatnot, or helping Jackie decorate a bit, or um, working on the videos that we had to mm-hmm. feature at the event. I was probably at church until 4 a.m. two nights in a row and did that delirious first-time driver drive back from Wayne to oh Fort Lee. Wasn't it raining one of those it nights? It was raining one of those <laughs> nights. I had to learn how to parallel park because I had to pick up the booklets in Fort Lee and there's no other parking but parallel parking. So you're literally like learning on the go. Literally learning on the go and by the grace of God that I made it through that week mm-hmm. alive. That's and insane. I think that's where I really say that I learned a lot and I think a lot of that could have been prevented if I had just let go of control a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm and recruited some people to help me. So up until then, like, it was basically you. Mm -hmm. And then Serena, I'm sure, had a crazy week because she was training the 17 volunteers who had no idea what exactly their roles were, but she can speak on that more. Yeah, that particular week, it was crazy at work. Um, Just a lot of work deadlines and a lot of pressure there. So on top of, like, my job, I had to do Honor Summit, um stuff so that particular week i focused on creating small groups um finalizing our catering and working with the volunteers and we had a lot of last minute um attendees which is totally fine like the more the merrier um but just working to sort them into small groups um answer any questions that came my way working with caterer um things like that so it was just a culmination of a lot of things going on that particular week that i found it pretty difficult but you know like annie said by the grace of god everything worked out i mean because like i was there and it was so beautiful Mm -hmm. and you know you really felt the spirit of god moving Mm -hmm. from the moment when you walk into the sanctuary i mean given it looked so perfect and holy and you know that has a lot to do with like lighting too and some design (laughs) but um definitely like it felt put together you would have never thought i think as a guest that there was that much work going into it and i think it's like christians it's really easy to say like it's by the grace of god and you know it's all in his control and though it is but like at the same time i don't think people understand how much work goes into it Mm -hmm. um and given at that point you guys didn't have teams yet because Mm -hmm. no one's ever done this you know anything like this in this area you guys learned a lot about working with teams in the past few months Mm -hmm. a lot about just getting an event executed from start to finish it's a little different than a retreat because we're kind of going to another facility and they have facilities staff there but here it's like 
for us by us. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of all, like, it was all hands on deck the last week. And I think it was incredible to see the event come to life. Um, because in the summer, it was the five of us sitting in a circle once a month mm-hmm. talking about it. And it wasn't real in our heads yet. Mm-hmm. But when it happened November 10th, like, standing in the back of the sanctuary and, like, watching everyone get blessed and women of, you know, different ages, different, you know, groups of friends, different churches come together and want to share about how much this is something that they were praying for was crazy. Like, honestly, it was a total blessing. And I think operationally, all of us are just thankful that all the little kinks that we felt Mm -hmm. even during the event were not felt by the people who came. Mm -hmm. I think all of them were like, it was so smooth. It was perfect. It's all (laughs) I ever wanted. It was, everything was great. The food was awesome. Everything was on time. And in our minds, we were probably already picking out all the things that could have gone better. But it was just really, I mean, I could think of like 10 things that went wrong that day. Oh yeah, me too. And And I've sort of asked people before and I've been like, Hey, did you notice this went wrong? And they're like, Nope. And it's just been a pattern of that. Like, how was it even for you to be present and also receive someone, Mm -hmm. but also, like, serve 110%? I mean, we have a high standard of excellence and perfection, so that's why, you know, when we see things kind of fall through the cracks or things don't go the right way or we didn't account for it or budget for it, it kind of sucks, but good to know that, you know, the larger mass did not see any of that. Um... But yeah, you know, we had to take a moment to really enjoy and experience what's going on. I um, was with the welcoming table downstairs, so I couldn't be a part of um, the first worship set, which I really regret. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But, you know, I like, walked in towards the end and like people were crying and it was amazing. At the end of the day, you do have to like relinquish some control. It's like, you know, we're here. It's happening. Things are moving. Just relax and enjoy. I think the... Just seeing everything come to life in itself was a blessing, but I do agree that I think for us it was, we were still pretty distracted throughout the day knowing that even if one service happened, there was the next one. Even if one seminar happened, there was the next one. Also, there was the one happening across the room at the same time, and there was just always something to pay attention to, but I think the blessing for me really came after the event when I was looking at photos and Mm -hmm. footage of everything that had happened, and I was able to really sit and just observe I think that's when I really really was like wow this was amazing and I'm seeing parts of the event that I either didn't notice because I was just blinded by like the busyness or I didn't see because I was in a different room and I think just seeing it all come together I understood what the women who attended the event were saying and I think the blessing just carried out into the relationships that I um, either grew from the event or um, just co- the co- the people that I reconnected with or the people that I connected with for the first time at the event, um, it kind of brought together that whole idea that powerful women need to be surrounded by powerful women. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was such a blessing to be able to meet women from different churches and start a new friendship. And, you know, even until now, I still talk to a couple of them. And it's just been very awesome because I don't think it would have happened any other way. Do you guys have any specific memories, like any highs or lows that happened? I think one thing that was hard seeing it happen on the day of 
was the size of the small groups like managing that mm-hmm. i think we knew that going in we were very worried that each small group was like 30 plus people mm-hmm. and we as much as like that's such a great problem to have to have you know more people sign up than we had expected it also was just like oh shoot we don't have enough people to really um like listen to every single woman here mm-hmm. and while setting up this this uh, cafeteria for lunch time and for small group time it was really hard to think of like literal layouts that would allow for each small group to discuss in a closed setting. I think every time we tried to put out the circle tables that fit like eight people each and the rectangular tables, like there was really no way to group them into like perfect tables of 30 and actually have each woman be able to hear each other. Mm -hmm. So um, walking into lunchtime and seeing that although we had asked small group leaders to sit with their small groups, it was actually really hard for them to do so because it was kind of chaotic sending everyone to lunch at the same time and um, the tables just, you know, there was not one that fit 30. So I felt kind of bad in that moment for the small group leaders who were just trying their best to get everyone's attention. But, you know, they didn't even truly know everyone's faces. They just mm-hmm. had names on a list. And I think that's one thing that has stuck with me afterwards that the small groups were not small groups and that's no one's fault, but it's something that we can just prepare for better next time. Because I do think times like lunch could have been a lot more intimate and intentional had it been um, better organized. But I do know hearing from people that the actual small group settings, when they went to different sanctuaries or different rooms to discuss between seminars, was amazing. Like I've heard such great things. And even in groups of 30 to 35 people, I've heard testimonies that women were able to hear each other out and make friends and really just hear from their mentors. So I'm glad it worked out in the end. Yeah. And, you know, we have to give it up to our small group leaders, Hia, um, Karen, Lisa, and Sharon for, you know, rolling with the punches and me giving them a huge excel list of hey this is your small group it's 30 people um i try my best to form the groups by age life stage kind of what they're looking for um so they vary in size just slightly but you know small group leaders did do a good job with what Mm -hmm. they had um given the resources available um i think a low point quote-unquote low point is I wish that I would have brought in more people during the planning process so that I could have enjoyed it much more freely. Um, but again, like we would never have imagined that it would grow to this size. I was yeah. really surprised that I honestly expected it would be mostly river attendees. Um, and there were a lot of people from the river that came out, um, but it was a lot of other churches, churches from New York and all over the place. So we would have never anticipated or known that, but you know, people are just so hungry. So that was part one with some of the board members of the Honor Summit, Serena and Annie. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we really hope that you tune in to next week's part two. Feel free to DM us at Pillars Through Seasons or contact us through PillarsThroughSeasons.com. We want to know what you want to listen to. And if you haven't already, please follow the Honor Summit on Instagram or Facebook at the Honor Summit. And you can also reach them at thehonorsummit.com.